It's time for another episode of Espresso Yourself with Chuck. And now, coming to the mic, your host, Mr. Chuck Knapp. All right. Joe Macklin is a Grammy-nominated producer, songwriter, engineer, and a vocal arranger. And he grew up in Kansas City, Kansas. He has worked with a lot of people you have heard of, have listened to. Uh, Ariana Grande, Kanye West, Justin Bieber, just to name a few. And we want to maybe dig in and hear some stories, if you can tell any uh, later. But uh, welcome, Joe Macklin, to Espresso Yourself with Chuck. I, I feel grateful to be on, and I'm excited. Thank you, Chuck, for inviting me on. This is a beautiful thing, and I'm all Wyandotte County and well, Kansas City and metro area, period. And so to be on with you all is, is exciting for me. Yeah, actually, I want to talk to you about that a little bit later, um, because on your Black Gold album, you have a song called Kansas City, and in mm-hmm. that you reference kind of the Missouri-Kansas rivalry, if you will. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about that at some point. But hey, can we start with just growing up in Kansas City? Tell us about your early life and and what that was like. Well, like I said, I'm from Wanda County. Um, was blessed to go to one of the most amazing elementary schools, which I always say is Hazel Grove. Um, and uh, we had some amazing educators there. And really, uh, those educators were really kind of uh, some of the people who influenced a lot of us, especially me, to even, you know, just move forward on dreams and creativity. And um, and from Miss Ramos uh, to, to Mr. Vic, who was our um, our teacher, to uh miss miss stewart to it it's a lot of teachers that i can name that kind of helped our development um i grew up an athletic guy um playing in sports and that was really my focus before the music um but the love for music was always there because my my family is um uh, i'm a preacher's kid so uh my family is well versed in i wouldn't say verse but we're well entrenched in um, the, the church uh, in Wyandotte County. So yeah, it was exciting times and grew up just humble, be- humble beginnings and uh, learned a lot through uh, Wyandotte County, which I always credit to making me uh, the man that I am today. So you talked about even from early on, um, teachers having an impact on you and, and you liked music, you did sports, at what point did you think music or something related to music would be your career? I don't know. I think that I knew, I think one of the first things that I, I knew, which is always tell this funny story is I knew the impact on music. Um, I knew how to sing, I guess. And so the first experience when I, I was able to sing to a young lady that, you know, I was trying to date um and she was like oh my god he can sing and I was like oh but girls like that so it made me (laughs) it was one of those things that kind of made me like man maybe this is something that you know like I can enjoy and it was something that I enjoyed doing um but I would say uh probably in my early 20s is when I really my friends after kind of coming back from playing basketball and my friends were like man you should really pursue that Uh, I think that you 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 could really do something special in that and so that's when I really started digging and trying to learn and really uh, expand my my horizon and my knowledge in the music industry. So, how old were you when you sang to the young lady? I was like 
my first song was like 13. I wrote my first <laughs> song when I was like 13, 14. Um, still Already gone song. through the voice change or? Yeah. The voice change was still happening, oh. you know, <laughs> but it, 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 it worked, I guess. It, it was a, it was a good blend for got the singing it, got part. It. <laughs> so take us between that period from high school into early twenties, when you decided to pursue music, what were you, what were you doing during that period of time? I really was training and playing basketball, but you know, I always shout him out. His name is Cortez Vaughn. He uh, showed me my first chords when I was around 13. And um, I just took that and expanded from that. Um, and when I did that, it just, I kept it along with me as, as I grew up, you know, going through playing basketball and going to college and, you know, I, I would go and get keyboards and make sure I had one um, on campus with me. It was just another outlet for me. Um, and I just took that through the journey of my basketball, my my athletic career. And um, just, you know, just held that with me um, just because I enjoyed it. It was something that I was passionate about. Um, just as, you know, basketball was the first love, but music was always there. Like, hey, what about me? So um, I, I really kept that 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 niche and that thing. Um, that ability with me um, as I moved up in the ranks in college, in, in basketball from high school to college and on to playing overseas. And how did you learn your skills with producing music, uh, even songwriting? Did you, was that an original song you sang to that young lady when you were 13 or? It wasn't an original song. It was a Jamie Foxx song back in the day, but it was a great song, but that, sparked me to write songs so I wrote my song, my first song when I was say like 13 I was in a, a group with uh, some of my friends and we wrote a song and but you know I, I I think I have to accredit my um my knowledge and really being in depth and in, in the learning um the the ability to produce not only produce music but and write music but the audio engineering and all of the the uh, ins and outs of that. I had to credit that to his name is Craig Lindsay. He's a Sumner High School uh, alumni, um, but he is one of the people and he's done some amazing records like I Miss You, Aaron Hall, I Got Five on it and some other really big records. But he took his time with me when I got back from playing basketball and my friend took me over there and he took his time with me and taught me the ins and outs and really taught me from the industry standard of how to create music and sound and learning pro tools and all these programs and he just kept pushing me to expand my horizon on that so was that after you returned from playing basketball or was that yes okay yes and did you know after you quit playing basketball that this was the career you were going to pursue regardless i you know i you know i knew music was there i i had started doing i had a mortgage company and I made some money from doing, you know, mortgages. And I was like, you know what? I want to really expand this. And I really went into depth and bought the equipment that was needed. Um, and uh, so from there, I just really, really dug in. After I would work, you know, at my at my establishment, then I would come home and just be all music. Um, and I was tickling around thinking I figured, you know, figure it out. But not until I met Craig was when I really was like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about doing. If I'm going to do it. I got the right person to mentor me and um, we just took it from there. And sometimes that's what it takes a mentor that can yeah. open some doors, teach you what you need to know. Then was it Craig that introduced you to folks in Los Angeles or how, how did that all come together? 
Well, it worked out really, it was kind of a beautiful thing because I had already had connects going, you know, out to L.A. because a lot of my friends were still playing basketball. Some of them were in the NBA. Some of them, you know, were just connected. So I would fly out, you know, and just do a little stint out there. And, you know, my cousin was already living out there, Gabe Rowland, um, who's another amazing producer and the product of Wanda County as well, um, who just placed an re- amazing record on Chris Brown's new album. Um, but I would go stay with him and just hang out for a week at a time and then come back home. And, you know, and then I uh, stumbled on uh, meeting this guy from MySpace at the time. I, I know it's, it's ancient, but MySpace. <laughs> and then MySpace had a uh, a record label division and the guy who was running the record label, he met me. And that from there is what stemmed everything else. Yeah. So you would consider that your break, if you will, or? Yeah, yes, I would consider that like, you know, uh, mortgage company or uh, mortgage business was going crazy because of the crash that was happening. Um, I took the money that I had made and I was like, I'm just going to focus on music. Met this guy who I was introduced to um, through the V and, you know, money was getting low and I was like, I can't, I don't like living like this and really got my first publishing deal through them and which allowed me and opened up the door for me to, be able to say, Hey, I really do this. And, you know, it was a nice size check and it's a story I tell along with that. It, 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 you know, but that was the thing that really pushed me to say, okay, music is it. I can do this. And, and I, I don't know anything about the music industry. So, but you do it all. I I mean, you, you write songs, you produce, Mm -hmm. um, you sing, yeah. So what, when you say you published, were, were you a producer on this project or what, what was your role in this first project that, that got you the big check? So what, what they do is there are writers all around the world that are amazing writers. Um, they call me, they classify me as a hundred percenter. That means that I can produce and I write music. Um, so that was really enticing to it's BMG. Um, um, they're the, they one of the biggest publishing companies. I'm sorry. I got a lot of people calling me. Um, yeah, they're one of the biggest publishing companies and, uh, they took a liking to me. So publishing, when you get a publishing deal, what happens is they, uh, give you money just to write and produce music 24 seven. So they'll give you an advance uh, of money to do that. And that way you can, your focus and your main priority is just cranking out records to place on big artists like the Ariana Grande's, Justin Bieber's, Chris Brown's, uh, whoever Drake, whoever that is at the time. So, okay. And about how old were you when that happened? I was in my, I would say I was about 27, 28 when that happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And were you still based in Kansas city? Did you, you said you spent like a week at a time out in LA. Have you, have you always been based in Kansas city and just gone out to LA or did you ever spend, did you have to stay there to get more established? So at first I was based out of Kansas City and it was it's just the the resources weren't there. Um I tried at that time my publishing deal I tried to stay cuz I I'm always big on bringing it home to Kansas City. Um and it was just one of those things it was just like I had to be in the mix of where everybody was. So I moved to LA um 2010 and um from there uh, actually it was a crazy story um uh, Earl Watson and Baron Davis, or, uh, you know, I grew up with Earl Watson. He's who's from Wyandotte County and Baron Davis used to come to Kansas city all the time. 
Baron Davis gave me an opportunity. Uh, Earl introduced me to Baron. Baron wanted me to come out and work on music. He's like, man, just come out. I'll, you can stay. I'll create a, a, a space for you, for you to stay and just produce the music that you want to do and mingle. And uh, those, both of those guys were super connected. They super, uh, they're like family. And so they connected me with as many people they can. And that's what really kind of introduced me and got me uh, the big break, which was, I would classify as Ariana Grande. And, and so how did that work? Did, did she see a song that you wrote or, I mean, tell, tell us about how that works. That was a great, uh, you know, that was a great example of just being prepared and uh, for things that happen because you just never know when that break is going to come. I got a call from his name is Harmony Samuels. He's a really amazing producer. Um, and he called me and he was like, hey, Joe, I really would love for you to come work on this project with me. Um, I'd like you to come do be the vocal producer on this album. And I was like, you know, at that time, I'm like, I'm in L.A., you know, trying to figure it out, trying to find, you know, what's next. And I was like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. And honestly, I, I could tell the story. I really didn't know who Ariana Grande was. I didn't know the magnitude of who she was at the time in 2013 or 2012, I'll say. And, uh, but I came in, I worked the session. Um, I, you know, it was, a, you know, came in, Harmony brought me in the studio. I was like, all right, met Ariana. And they was like, hey, we working. So we recorded our first song. And it went amazing. And so um, we recorded that. She left the room. She, we took pictures before she left, though. And she was like, you don't mind if I post? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't mind. You know, I, don't, I, I literally didn't know. My nieces and nephews probably knew who she was, but I didn't. But uh, the engineer, Jose, was like, bro, she posted the picture online of you and her. I'm like, what? And so I was like, okay, cool. He's like, no, go check your Instagram. So I went to check my Instagram. It was like 10,000 followers within a matter of <laughs> like two, three minutes, you know? And so I was like, okay, who is this girl? Let me go find out who she really is because she has a lot of power. Um, and, you know, from there, um, we did this, the first, the Harmony Executive produced the first and second album, or the first album, and we did the second album as well. But um, she... We built a great relationship, me and Ari did, and I was the vocal producer for the majority of her project uh, for the first album. And um, and the second album was good, and we would get Grammy nominated. That would be my first Grammy nomination uh, with that, with her. And, and so this is kind of a, a, a goofy question, but I'm yes. interested to know, have, have you been to the Grammys then? And um, because you were nominated what is that mm -hmm. like especially if you've grown up loving music mm -hmm. and then you go to this huge event which is mm -hmm. the industry i mean it's the show it's it what was that like it's an experience it's really one of those things where you're like you're here because like you said this is kind of like um the next steps of hey we made it, you know, we're doing, we did something special, you know, to even to be nominated and to be invited to go is just like, you know, and you get to see everybody walking the red carpet and, and just mingling with the, your peers, the people that you see every day, the people that you want to work with, the people that you have worked with, the people that, you know, that you, you, you have been admiring for, you know, years or a lot for your whole life. So you get to, mingle and be a part of that same crowd and it's just like they accepting you because we're all there for the main purpose which is hey hopefully we get a grammy win get that take that trophy home so yeah 
And were you ever thinking I'm from the dot and now I'm at the Grammys? I mean, was there any of that? That most definitely is like, yo, we, we are here, you know, like Wyandotte County in the Kansas City metro area has like, you know, the just, we have so much talent and I see so many people that I know that are so talented and, you know, just to be able to say that I was able to, you know, not work on just uh, one of the biggest artists of our decade, but, you know, from Justin Bieber to Ariana Grande, you know, and just working with Jill Scott, those, are, you know, to be able to say, you know, I'm from Wyandotte County against all odds, um, lack of resources for this kind of, you know, being able to this craft that I had embarked on to be able to say, yo, I'm here and we're here, you know, it wasn't just me. I feel like I took everybody with me, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you mentioned lack of resources. What were, what were, in in addition to that, what, what were some of the other challenges to breaking into this very competitive industry? Yeah, it was, you know, I think the main thing is, you know, there are not, a, you know, there are a lot of like amazing musicians and, and, and teachers. Like I said, like I had some of the best teaching. Um, we, the, the resources are just the connections weren't there. Like, Oh, can you connect me with X, Y, Z to get me in the room to work on Ariana Grande? That was something that I had to go out to LA and, and, and make happen. Um, and so, that was the the hard part because my, my mom didn't know what to do. She didn't know who to who she could connect with. My brother, my cousins, you know, and you know, somebody says, "Oh, I know this person," and you're like, "Okay, cool." And you go meet them, and it's like, you know, they're just in LA, just like you would be in LA. So it's not it's not like you know they were really directing you or connecting you with the the source. And um, and so those are the challenges that have been faced, you know, just having the, you know, being in Wyandotte County or being in Kansas City to try to make it happen. Um, but that's one of the main reasons I came back is because now that I have the resources and I know and I and I am connected with the people that are cutting checks and and that are able to get in the rooms and not just say they know someone. Now I'm like, I need to bring that back and bring that infrastructure to Kansas City. Uh, create an ecosystem here for us where the same kids that I'm teaching now don't have to go through that trial and that era and that struggle. So just to be able to have that role now has been the most liberating thing for me. You know, something I've heard often is um, it's not who, you know, it's who knows you. That is one of my biggest sayings. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you could know, or somebody could know everybody, but do they know you? And that is the value that I'm like, such a, it's such a blessing for me to have is to not be able to just, you know, Hey, call these people and, you know, feel like I'm bugging them, but them calling you and like, Joe, I need you to come. I need you to fly back out to LA. I need you here. I need you to work on this project. You know, that is when you, the narrative changes, you know? So so I'm sure there's not necessarily a typical week, but can you give us a flavor of, of what a week might look like in your life? In my life right now, it is very, <laughs> my team is like, I don't know how you do it, but uh, normally I'm waking up uh, in the morning. My son, he goes to school or wake up, try to help him get ready for school. And then after he wakes up around 830, nine o'clock, I'm at the studio. I'm preparing for my day. I am. Uh, I have projects that I'm working on, so I'm preparing. If that 
making new music, with that be making, uh, doing new production or recording, um, or just writing new songs for artists that are supposed to be coming out. And uh, from there, I have a class that comes in every day um, that I teach audio engineering to that will uh, eventually be certified audio engineers. Um, they come in at 2.30 and I have them from 2 to 3.30. And then I teach a Block 37 class, which has kids as a paid internship. So after that, I have them from four to six and we're learning about music production and audio engineering and uh, marketing and promotions. I'm teaching them all that kind of stuff. And then from there, my night continues on because I have artists come in that I have just signed to my label that I uh, that I have. And uh, I'm working with my artists and we're producing and we're writing new music to put out and creating content. Um, so I have my videographer, Kaya, she's all around taking pictures and shooting. And then I just bought a restaurant. So I'm dealing with that as well. So it's just a, the day of the life of me is, is a, it's nonstop. It's consistent, but it's what I enjoy doing. So. How do students get enrolled in your, in your classes? So what I'm trying to do and what I've been pushing for, um, you know, I, I started with Diva Cell is the first school that I've actually uh, got into. Um, I came to Wyandotte County um, because I wanted to do it first there. Um, and I'm, still pushing for that because I believe that the kids in Wyandotte County deserve because there's a lot of talented kids that I know and I see. I don't want, you know, a Wyandotte County, the, the district uh, to, you know, step up and, you know, have our class, not because, you know, I just, you know, it's not a, you know, it's not a money thing for me. It's really a, I know these kids have the ability to do this and can be great at it. And so I'm just pushing and I'm hoping to get in uh, more school districts and if not, um, you can go to info at district.com and we are doing the classes uh, for people that want to engage and do that as well. Um, but our main focus and our main initiative now is to get into the school districts and really, uh, you know, provide them. So these kids don't go into debt because I see a lot of kids go to full sale and all these other um, schools to learn uh, this craft that I'm in. But then they come to the studio and after they graduated in fifty thousand dollars in debt, and they come to me, and they have a whole nother learning curve because it's a totally different environment being in the field and being an audio engineer or music producer that you have to, you know, learn and be a part of and really adjust to after leaving an audio engineering school. So, I wanted to be able to say, hey, no, I want to teach you from being in the field, real world learning, um, where that you, once you once you leave our program you are equipped and ready and you know the lingo, you know the knowledge, you have the expertise and you are prepared for the sessions with Ariana Grande. Okay. And that's info at D-I-S-T-R-K-C-T.com. Yes. Is, is District your record label? Yes, District is my multimedia company. Um, and we have a record label under that and we also have the District Is Foundation. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we have been moving things forward within the community and just providing resources um, to, uh, you know, students and, 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 and kids that really, I call them the future, because they are the future, that uh, have a, they have a gift. They just don't have the resources or they don't have the knowledge or they don't have the connection. And I want it to be that bridge for the kids of our community um, to say, hey, you have somebody, you have an ally, you have somebody who's been there, who's still in the industry um, and uh, a part of what's going on and in the know. And so that's 
you know, our main objective and, you know, and even to pull the people that I know that are other producers that I know that are amazing. Hey, I want to pull them back to come and say, Hey, let's, how can you, let's be a part of giving back to these kids uh, to the future and, and pushing them to where we want it to be without having to go through all of the ups and downs. And, and is that why you're doing it? Because you want to make the path a little bit easier than, than yours. Yeah. I, I, the kids in Los Angeles the, that I see, they they just they're there. They're in it. They they're starting early. They're they're producing early. They're placing records on major artists early. And I'm like, man, I see in it because the resources are there for them. They have the, those connections are there for them. So I said, we got to create a bridge. We I don't want the kids to go through what I went through to get just to get there. You know, sleeping on floors or couches. I'm, I want them to know, hey, we can do this out of Kansas City. We don't have to go to a major city just to get noticed or recognized. And I believe well, that's go ahead. No, please finish. I'm sorry. I thought no, you I was, I was going to say that I believe that shift is happening now. I'm seeing so many creatives coming back to give back. And, and instead of our, taking our resources and giving all our resources to another city and state, we're saying, now let's come back home to give our resources. Yeah. What would your advice be to a student who maybe is not, in Kansas city and doesn't have someone like Joe Macklin, uh, maybe they're in rural Kansas and yeah. they want to get into the music industry. What piece of advice would you give that young person? I would say the biggest thing is there's so much access to the information online. Um, we're doing master classes so people can be able to do master classes and learn. Um, and, you know, there's master classes everywhere. And I, I think the biggest thing, and I think that a lot of people, uh, really should push towards it. The reason that I believe I am where I am is because I took the time and I found a mentor. And um, and not only did I find a mentor, I just found a mentor that pushed me to continue to be a student. And I think that's the biggest thing every day, even the success that I've had in this industry, um, I'm still a student because I know that there's a 18 year old kid who is pumping out 20 beats uh, so fast because they're just, and there's a new, there's new wave of music that's happening. So I don't ever want to get lost behind the curve. So just as much as they're a student, I'm a student as well. So that's the biggest thing I teach. I want, I tell, and I teach our kids. I teach the future is like be a student every day of your life, every day. You you've been a champion of the Kansas city area um, obviously it's important to you. You could have gone out to LA, you could have stayed out there, um, but you kept it based in Kansas city. Why is that important to you? You know, uh, I, I tell people all the time, I could be in LA and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things for me. Like I didn't come back to Kansas city because I had to, I came back because my desire to be here and family and the, the kids that are in this community are people that I grew up with and went to high school with. And I'm getting the calls. I'm getting, you know, calls from my mother or, or my friends or my family that's like, yo, you got to meet this kid, you know, are the teachers that are in the community that, that are still teaching. And so I was like, man, you know, I could stay in LA. I could do that. That'd be the easy route. And I could continue to go crazy, making amazing things happen in LA. Um, but what gratification would I have if I left the kids behind in Kansas city 
that wouldn't that wouldn't set right with me. Um, yes, I have visions and yes, I have dreams and there have aspirations of things I want to do. But I'm getting uh, for me, I am fulfilling my life's destiny by coming back to Kansas City and giving back in the way that um, my heart is designed to give back. And that's just to say, hey, I have resources. I want to be a help. I want to be um, a door for kids to walk through. And I want to be a, a safe zone for kids as well. And, and I know you mentioned family and friends, but what makes Kansas City special? You have the song Kansas City, yeah, and you reference the Missouri-Kansas uh, rivalry, yeah. I guess, if you will. Uh, one of your parents is from Missouri, one's from Kansas. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of explained that dynamic yeah. to us. Uh, I just, I said my parents are from both sides of the line. One from Kansas, uh, one went to Seminacad, the other went to Central High. I just believe I got the best of both worlds. The reality of it is, is I think that Kansas City metro area, it challenged me, whether I was on the Kansas side or whether I was on the Missouri side. And I believe that's the biggest thing for us. I think we have a lot of people that make you be true to who you are and what you say you want to do. And if you if you're going to say you're going to play basketball and you say you're great, you're going to prove that you're great and you're going to we're going to challenge you every chance that we get. And. Honestly, when I went to Los Angeles and moved, that was the thing. I realized that I was prepared. Kansas City had prepared me, had prepared me for the obstacles that were I was going to face because we are like, we're, you know, from the show me state to the heartland, you know, like we are the people that, you know, the people I grew up with, they challenged me. They pushed me to be great. They say, you're not going to, we're not going to settle for mediocrity. And when I went out to LA, I realized that a lot of people are just gifted this beautiful land and you know it's the work if as long as you can do the work that's what i learned from wanda county that's what i learned from kansas city if you can do the work and you and you really tune in on your craft sky's the limit sky isn't a limit i know you're you're busy uh do you have any current projects or future projects that you wanted to talk about or or those top secret no i got some top secret stuff but i'm i'm super excited about that you know, I will say we just got done working on a project uh, for a, a, a movie series, which is called Elevator Money. Um, and uh, Isai and uh, Abram and I, myself, we we produced the music from that for this uh, soundtrack. We did the soundtrack. I'm super excited about that work because we use all Kansas City artists and creatives um, to uh, to uh, perform the music. Um, and the, this, the, the movie series is amazing. And so I'm super excited about that one. So if you haven't, go tune out and go listen to the Elevator Money soundtrack. Um, We're back in the studio working with people like Jacquees and a lot of other major projects that are going on that I can't talk about. Um, But we're working on some major projects. And then I have some amazing artists in Kansas City that have signed to my uh, label and uh, signed to the label, not my label. I feel like it's a team effort. and uh, from Kimberly Keys, who released her project. And we have, uh, his name is uh, YGKC. We have Love Macy. Um, we have Amber, who, uh, Amber uh, Flute Nastiness is what she calls herself. And uh, she's an amazing jazz artist. And Well, she's an amazing artist. I don't even want to put her in the category, but we're working on those projects. And Sweets, uh, she has an amazing project that we are working on. So we have amazing things happening. Stay tuned. Um, we are moving the needle forward um, in Kansas City, and I'm excited about what's happening. 
Well, we're really excited you took the time to visit with us. And, and more importantly, you actually went to one of our JAG-K program initiation and installation ceremonies and, and shared wisdom uh, and, and spent time with, with our students. And, and that matters. That matters okay. to them. It, it matters to us. We really appreciate your giving back to the community. We hope that you will continue to be a, a supporter and partner of, of JAG-K. Okay. And we know you have ties to JAG-K, yeah. uh, personal oh, yeah. ties. I will be there, you know, whenever you all call, I will be there for Jack K just to be there and, and to be in the midst of the kids and, you know, and getting to talk to the future and seeing their minds turn and it, it sparks more creativity and more of a demand for me to push things forward as well. So I appreciate the work that you all are doing and please don't stop. Uh, the future needs you and what you all are doing over there and just to see um, the kids do and, and, and put on the, the whole uh, event themselves and you guys have them be the, uh, the the speakers and, you know, have them be the introduction, bringing the introduction. And th those are things and assets that I feel like we can't ignore. Um, and you guys are doing the work. So I, I just I really appreciate everything you all are doing and creating that space for the future. Yeah. Well, thank you. Joe Macklin, thank you for joining us on Espresso Yourself with Chuck. Chuck, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me.